Hi guys, you're listening to the Not The Top 20 betting show sponsored by Blacktype. We have to mention that Blacktype, as many of you know, are still offering a £10 free football bet for those who sign up to a Blacktype account. And while they're doing so, use the offer code NTT20. Now, we've mentioned it a few times. You don't need to deposit any money uh, in order to get that £10 free bet. So it really is risk-free. And it was fantastic to see quite a few of you actually doing quite well from it this weekend. Um, Well done, especially to Lucas and to Alex, who both did some really impressive stuff using the code, the free bet code this weekend. So uh, try and follow them in this weekend. We've got the return of the championship. If you haven't done so already, use NTT20 as a code when you sign up to Black Type and make the most of that £10 free bet. If you've already done that, make sure you keep getting involved in Scoreboard. We had no winners last week, but Black Type very much involved in that game as well. Free to enter. You have to tweet us with your pick for a bore. That is a nil-nil across the EFL uh, and a game that will be high scoring over 4.5. So five goals or more. Black type offering a £20 free bet to anyone that wins score bore. So tweet us and black type uh, with the hashtag score for your chance to enter. George, I'm feeling very chipper this week because it was a sensational weekend for our picks last week, especially uh, on your side of the table. Really, yeah. really good well, stuff. I mean, both of us. I mean, I, I, yeah, I did a bit better than you, but both of us uh, won on the weekend, which is good. Um, you had, I think it was two or three winners, was it, um, out of your picks, just League One and League Two last time. So you, your nap one, uh, which was MK Don't Speak Cambridge, and you also had BTCS winner uh, Fleetwood Shrewsbury, which put you 0.4 points up. I had uh, Barnsley winning and I also had a three to one nap winning as well, which is handy. Unbelievable. In Morecambe going to Carlisle and doing the business there. So that left you up 0.4. I was up 4.05. That leaves you overall minus 4.65 and say it quietly, but I'm in the green. It is 1.02 in profit for me for the season so far. An incredible swing in the last two weeks from you it's just been winner after winner naps winning long shots winning I think you've had about an eight point swing so you're now very much in the clear and in profit overall this season so that's fantastic to see and this week uh, I'm, I'm pretty ambitious I'm feeling quite good sometimes you come into these feeling very positive I'd never feel negative with your picks obviously but sometimes more positive than others and I'm gonna really jinx myself by saying that this week I'm feeling quite good about some of my picks so we'll start with the match in focus some huge games at the bottom of the championship this week and we put it up to you to choose which one we'd focus on whether that was to be Ipswich QPR I know George was quite keen to talk about that one Rotherham Bolton I don't think anyone wanted to talk about that one (laughs) and uh, the winner in the end was Reading against Millwall Reading of course struggling at home all season uh, with just five well with five defeats and just one win in their six games so far they're in 21st and Millwall just above them in 20th so a huge game George what is it about this one that uh, that caught your eye I think you have to be looking at the Millwall improving trend um we were worried about them recently we've said on the podcast before that that Neil Harris is is, is a manager who maybe goes through runs where they struggle to pick up points but also goes through runs where they they do incredibly well Mm -hmm. I mean last season the majority of this squad um managed to to put up something of a playoff challenge they didn't get there in the end. And I think a few fans thought that the writing may have been on the wall for, for Neil Harris. But then a huge tool draw at Nottingham Forest coming back from from, uh, from behind. Yeah. They go and beat Aston Villa um, 2-1 as well. So you're thinking the tide may have turned here. Reading, on the other hand, 
not necessarily as bad as they have been in previous years, but still looking pretty ropey. Mm. Uh, a 1-0 defeat at home to QPR was the last game they played at the Medeski, which put an end to any of the good work that they kind of racked up yeah. in beating Hull 3-0 and drawing two all away at, uh, at Brentford. So... It's a pretty difficult one to call this, I would say. Maybe that's why it won the popular vote. Both teams, I mean, Millwall are, are the favourites here, which uh, at six to four with black type, Reading a bit of a bizarre price at 46 to 25. And, and the draw is uh, is 11 to five. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly uh, on the fence with this. Um, but I'm... I've, I've, You've I've still lent, got to make a pick. I know, I, I, I've, <laughs> I've lent towards Millwall. I just think that there are enough doubts about this Reading team um, that, especially that, that you know their home performances, they, they lose a lot of games. They've had two massive wins in recent weeks, which have uh, catapulted them further up the table. But for the majority of the, of, of the time, they've been one of the poorer teams in the league. Uh, Millwall on an upward trend, so I'm going to go for Millwall draw no bet. So just just saving my point in case it is a it is a draw at 17 to 20. Yeah, I think sometimes these matching focuses. One of the reasons why you know whoever wins wins in the poll is because they're such tight games and they do make it hard because the, you know a point at stake as you say quite a clever shout I think going for a draw no bad option because uh, you know as you say you could save that point in the circumstance of a draw I'm also leaning towards Millwall here and I wish that that we disagreed more but I think when we tend to look deeper into these games we tend to fall more or less on the same side of things um, Fox punter Mike Holden uh, much more active on Twitter at the moment, which has been a huge boost to our timeline. He, he tweeted out the XG ratios so far this season. These two teams, very similar. Uh, Millwall, 45.3%. Uh, Reading, 44.4%. So these are sort of just a level above the, the absolute worst teams in the league, uh, which are Hull, Rotherham and Bolton. Those guys are all a shade below 40%. So these games are really important for, for both teams if they're to, to start moving away from the relegation zone. I like to look uh, and give a bit of insight in terms of formations and team shape for those who won't have seen much of these teams. Uh, and it's chalk and cheese, really. Clement has been tinkering a fair bit this season um, in, in desperate search for some sort of structure that works and strategy that works. He went with a back five against West Brom the other day, trying to counteract their attacking threat. It didn't really work. It worked for a half. They were 1-0 up at halftime in, in a surprise halftime lead, but conceded 4 to lose 4-1. Generally, it's a pretty standard 4-1-4-1 4-1, 4-1, uh, formation. That's what they played against QPR in that 0-1 loss uh, home turnaround. I expect it'll be back to that. It doesn't fill me with excitement, but I'm not sure the 4-4-2 really works for them either. So for me, Reading's strength comes from the centre of the park, that there is potential for a nice balance between Ezra Talahi, um, who offers steel and class, Bakuna, that box-to-box threat, and Swift with a bit of guile. But the Iranian Ezra Talahi was injured on international duty, so he probably won't play this weekend. I don't think they've got another decent screening midfield player, really. Um, might not be such a, a, an important one against Millwall's 4-4-2, but... Yeah, my thing about Reading is that Clement, we spoke about in pre-season, he was meant to make them better at defending uh, over the summer. That was what he had time to do. But they've conceded the joint most goals, 20 goals in their game so far. So not great. Obviously, going forward, Bod Varson's doing well, scoring goals. But as per Blades Analytic, hugely outperforming his XG. So uh, the Reading fans who still listen to us, if there are any, know what, <laughs> know what that means eventually. Uh, Millwall themselves, 4-4-2 all the way. Uh, very similar to last season a few small differences Ryan Leonard in the George Savile role um, sort of bursting forward in front of, of Williams who sits in 
And Shane Ferguson, the, the left midfielder, has come in in recent weeks for O'Brien. He's naturally left-footed, whereas O'Brien wasn't. I think that has has provided some joy in recent weeks. He's not the not the quickest or the trickiest, but he has got a good delivery with his left boot. And with any combination of Morrison or Elliot or Bradshaw or Gregory up front, they do have good options up front. So Mike Holden's view on Millwall is that they're suffering a bit from the unrealistic benchmark of last season. I think that's fair. Um, but they were only three points better off at this stage a year ago. As you said yourself, this game boils down to the question, do we believe in Millwall still? And I think my answer, like yours, is, is yes. I think they're short at 6-4, to four, um, but I'd rather be with them than Reading. So when I look at the first team to score market, uh, both teams are priced up at, as evens with black type. So I consider that Millwall to be the pick there. Millwall, the first team to score in our match in focus at evens is my bet. And you've gone with Millwall, draw no bet. So we'll keep a close eye on proceedings at the Madstad on Saturday. Our naps are both in the championship. It's like we, we were so desperate for it to come back and uh, excited <laughs> after, for it. After our good week last week, we wanted the lead to come back that we struggled in. That excited for it to return. And, and your nap comes, where Fr- does it come? Friday night football. Nice. Um, we're going to Hillsborough. Uh, this is one I've been looking forward to. We're not throughout. actually going to. No, we're not, sadly. <laughs> uh, not at the moment, unless anyone wants to invite us. Um, we, I've been looking forward to this uh, all international break. Um, it's kind of the perfect, perfect fixture at the perfect time in my book. Um, Sheffield Wednesday have had a fantastic start to the season. Let's uh, let's not you know let's not try and make it anything that it isn't. They've been uh, especially in the last few weeks. Um, Yosla Hukai's got a real tune out of them, and they're picking up points uh, at a rapid pace. But it comes with a caveat, and that is um, initially Barry Bannon and then Adam Reach scoring absolute worldies. <laughs> and as we know, that cannot continue. But not only is it just the eye test where you're seeing the team scoring goals that are unsustainable, but you're looking at the XG models as well. And whether it's Mark O'Hare, whether it's Ben Mayhew, whoever you look at, Sheffield Wednesday are, are either the worst team in the championship for XG ratio or amongst the worst. So their position of sixth currently, um, they've played 12 games, they've won five of them. Just picked up 19 points. Realistically, think, you know, that's going to have to change at some point. And that can be seen in the prices to win the league, where they still remain a 100-1 to one shot, despite the fact they're in sixth, because I think you can see the, in the performance data that they're not necessarily playing that well. Borough, on the other hand, um, are picking up points, not necessarily at, at the rate you'd expect them to, and they had a really disappointing 2-0 loss at home to Nottingham Forest last time, although that did seem to flatter Forest a fair bit. Um, a really good away win last time out against Ipswich but what I really love here is it's the, the clash of styles that is going to suit Tony Pulis absolutely down to the T <laughs> where teams struggle to create chances against Barra anyway you're looking back in that Leeds game which we spoke about a few which was on, on Sky about a month or so ago where we said on here that Leeds were creating chances for fun but if they came up against Middlesbrough they were going to struggle and they did struggle <laughs> so Sheffield Wednesday are a team who are struggling to create chances anyway who are having to rely basically on pot shots and the individual quality of a couple of players of course that could happen again but at odds of 6-5 to five, about the away team I'm pretty happy to take those and mm. my two point nap is Middlesbrough to win at Sheffield Wednesday at 6-5 to five with Black Type. There's an interesting sort of overlap here because a few weeks ago I was very confident with Middlesbrough at a similar price at Hull um, and everything I thought basically happened apart from a stupid penalty uh, given away by, by Middlesbrough. So fingers crossed for a better result for you this time. The overlap comes not just for that but also because I'm going back to the KCOM for my nap and I'm picking Preston to win away at Hull. Um, slightly longer odds than yours, 13-8. to eight. Uh, Preston are to beat Hull 
on Saturday. We'll start with Hull. I think they're, they're not getting better. At this stage of the season, a lot of teams and their fans will say, well, we'll improve over the course of the season, so you can expect a natural improvement. But I'm always like, well, if every team improves over the course of the season, then, you, you know, then you're not getting that much edge. Whether or not they do, I don't think Hull are getting better. I think they might even be getting worse. Yes, they've been on a tough run, but just the one goal scored in their last four, and it was that penalty that I mentioned against Middlesbrough. Um, per the Fox Punter stats, they are one of those teams below 40% XG ratio in their game so far. So really on the balance of play, just consistently outshot uh, and giving up better chances than they're creating. Basically equal bottom with Rotherham and Bolton there. Four of the last six teams to have a sub 40% XG ratio have been relegated so essentially Hull performing to a level that points to relegation being the most likely scenario at this stage and um, Preston on the other hand even though they are in the relegation zone um, they thrashed Wigan 4-0 in their last game they drew 3-0 with Aston Villa in the cabbage game uh, before that um, prior to that game they lost 3-2 in consecutive games against West Brom and Sheffield United so in their last four games it depends how you want to look at it I prefer to look at it like they've scored 11 goals against four top half teams um, defensively clearly an issue got that clean sheet against Wigan Neil will have been on the training ground all international break building on that drilling that um, I ultimately think that Preston are a level maybe even two levels really better than Hull I think by Christmas time they might be up in in the sort of uh, sweet bosom of like 14th or something uh, rather than the relegation zone so Preston at 13 to 8 is my nap my best pick this weekend if you want to get greedy I like Preston and over 2.5 as well at, at 3 to 1 but Preston straight up win 13 to 8 my nap in the EFL this weekend so that's the championship done what about league one for you this weekend George where are you heading um, it's off to Wickham to Adams Park uh, Wickham facing Scunthorpe uh, Scunthorpe bizarrely only played six away games so far this season and that's in all competitions um, so they've had a lot of a lot of games at home but if you're looking at their away form in general it's been fairly sound seven of their points this season out of 13 have come away from home um, and they score. You know, if you're looking at the last away game at Kenilworth Road, they they scored two goals against a very good Luton team. Mm. Um, I am really concerned for Wickham now. Um, despite that two-one win against Burton Albion um, last time they played at home, uh, you know, I, I went to go and see them the other day against Oxford, where you know during a rotten period of form, Oxford were definitely the better team. Uh, they struggled to create much and were carved open time and time again by a team who are really struggling to create chances. Uh, that can be seen in the amount of goals they've conceded at home this season, conceding to Burton in, the, in their last home win, but also um, conceding three in a 3-2 defeat to Southend and, and four in a 4-3 loss uh, to Norwich, albeit in the Cup. So I, I'm not convinced this is a Wickham team who are particularly good at shutting teams out. We've spoken before about how Stuart McCall seems to be uh, concentrating on the attacking side of things here. Um, they lost 2-0 against uh, Peterborough last time out, but... You know, Peterborough are a decent team and, and I'm not going to look too much into that I think this is a, a relegation um, candidate in Wickham uh, playing host to Scunthorpe who are a team who should rise up the table and as such I think the, the kind of 5-4 to four that it's about Wickham is way way too short so for me this is one five for Scunthorpe four, wow. yeah I mean I, I wouldn't be touching that with uh, with anything really <laughs> <laughs> um, so you don't have a barge pole so and, yeah, you certainly with, won't be touching with, it with a, that with a muddy stick um, so yeah it's Gunthorpe at 21 to 10 um, to bounce back from that defeat and get a win away at Wickham is my League One tip nice I'm going in League One for a 4 to 1 pick here picking against the team at the top of the table in Portsmouth I'm going for Fleetwood 
to win at Fratton Park at four to one. Let me explain because I understand that a four to one pick is unusual, but if you look at Portsmouth's home form this season, three wins, two draws, and one loss, perfectly acceptable. Fleetwood's away form is the same. Three wins, two draws, and one loss. So really impressive away form for Fleetwood. Their away results this season include a 2-0 at at Oxford that you saw, a 5-0 win at Scunthorpe, a 4-0 win at Doncaster, um, draws at Charlton and Sunderland, and uh, just the one loss, uh, a 0-1 reverse at Southend. So having played some of the top teams in the league, really, or at least three or four teams in the top half, um, and they've done very well. Pompey's last three home games, the start maybe of a worrying trend. That draw to Shrewsbury, uh, where Shrewsbury looked arguably the better side, um, a two-all against Wickham, and that nil-two against Chillingham. So Pompey's last three home games, just two points from them. And those stats I like the look of when it comes to Fleetwood. We also know that League One's got a, a weird wrinkle at the moment. More away wins in League One this season than home wins. 36% away wins, 34% home wins. So that, that is unusual. And as we said on Monday, we'd expect that to reverse to the mean. But it's, a, it's another tick in the box uh, for Fleetwood. Captain Craig Morgan back from injury now. Him and Ashley Easton, uh, an excellent centre-back partnership. I think they'll be hard to break down. Now, the key with, with Portsmouth, I think, is to not overcommit going forward, to be quite smart and not let them counter you. It's one of the reasons why Pompey are better away from home than they are at home. You've got to deny uh, Jamal Lowe and, and Curtis the, the space to run at you, to run in behind you. So I think that, that Barton and Fleetwood will be cognizant of that, will make sure that, that that's avoided. And going forward, they have the players to cause Pompey problems of their own. Ched Evans should be back from injury. Him and Madden uh, up front together can certainly keep Pompey's very good defence occupied. And then out wide, wing wizard Ashley Hunter. Ten assists from 12 league games this season. An unbelievable record. Uh, his delivery and Ross Wallace's from the other side is always going to be good. So at 4-1, to one, uh, given some of those stats... Uh, I'm going to be backing Fleetwood here at Fratton Park. If you wanted to be a bit more conservative, uh, you could have the draw as well. So Fleetwood double chance at 19 to 20, just under evens. Or Fleetwood plus one on the handicap at even money. But I'm going bold. Fleetwood at four to one is, is my pick this weekend in League One. So in League Two, you're going for Oldham. I've just looked at the notes. You're going for Oldham. I'm surprised about that. I don't really like Oldham. Yeah, yeah well, we weren't very nice about Oldham in fairness um, pre-season, but they've started okay. I should uh, say, I don't like how they're... I, d- I don't you, like you them, as them, as <laughs> yeah, don't them as a club. You hate them as a club. a club. Um, <laughs> no, they're proven... I think they're proven difficult to beat at, at kind of best. It's, it's pretty grim stuff. Um, you know, they, they, they don't score too many goals. They don't concede too many either. Um, they, uh, they've, you know, they're last... They lost uh, six games. They've lost just one of them and drawing three. Um, they had a disappointing home defeat to Carlisle last time. But I think, we, as we've established, Carlisle's away form is far, far better than their home form. They are winless in four in the league. But it, it's more... The, the way they're projecting suggests that they are um, going to improve, I think. And, and at 19-20, I'm going to be honest, there wasn't much in League 2 that I really liked. But on the back of what happened to Port Vale last weekend... Um, with that 6-2 home defeat to Lincoln, it's going to be very, very hard for Neil Aspen to, 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 to you know, get the team to bounce back from that. Um, looking at their away performances so far this season, they've gone down to Carlisle, Tramere and Grimsby, three of the worst teams in the league. Oh, no, sorry, sorry. I'll correct myself. Two of the worst teams in the league and in Tramere, you know, a, a very good outfit. But even so, 
um, their home form has been has been poor, uh, really. Um, you're looking at one one win and then the rest of them are losses. So it's one of those where I just think that it's it's two teams, one of which is better. That's the home team. And uh, at a shade of odds on at 19 to 20, I think this is a bit of a, just, just a, a regulation home win. A solid home win. Surridge probably with one or two uh, for Oldham. I'm going with Tranmere in League Two, not for the first time. Uh, and it carries on from Monday's uh, pod, Tranmere loving. Um, but let's start with Yeovil. They're away at Yeovil at Tranmere, my pick at seven to four. Five without a win for Yeovil since that 6 0 away win at Newport, showing again that they really do swing um, from these fantastic results to these difficult runs of form. Uh, and they've done so for the last few years, really. Um, they have had a tough run of fixtures. And it doesn't get much easier here against Tranmere. Uh, Yeovil's home record, I think it's one win, four draws, and one losses at home. So pretty even, not that impressive I think they're a better away team personally in Yeovil's favour they didn't play last week because of internationals so they might have a bit of freshness across the team um Ceci Dalmeida though gives them the energy in midfield he's been busy helping Benin beat Algeria he scored the winner uh, for Benin against Algeria in the AFCON uh, African Cup of Nations qualifiers so great news for him but maybe not so for Yeovil's midfield energy this weekend Jaya Simi, for those who haven't seen, uh, a talented young player on loan from Norwich has had to return to Norwich. He's out for the season, which is a huge blow for, for Yeovil going forward. Um, and Tranmere's last three away games, they've beaten Morecambe, they've beaten Carlisle, and they've drawn with MK Don. So good away form in that time. They've also won against Lincoln and Macclesfield at home. Uh, Ollie Banks is looking really impressive in midfield. Harvey Gilmore, we spoke about, has been helping Norwood with the scoring. And Norwood himself just continues to look really, really strong. So we're definitely very big on, on Tranmere at the moment. I think that they're looking quite good for a, a challenge for you know third or third, that third automatic promotion spot. Um, and I think they look really good. I think they're growing into the season. Tranmere at 7-4 to four away at Yeovil is my pick. Um, what about your long shot, George? You, you won one of these recently, so I'm, I'm all ears. Uh, the long shot isn't, isn't a, you know, it's not a massive long shot, to be honest. It's more of like a special bet. It, it's bigger than, than the rest of them. <laughs> special bet um, for a special man. Um, it's Rotherham against Bolton. Um, I think that Bolton are going to gonna struggle here on in, really. Um, I think that Rotherham have, have proven at home they're a match for, for, for teams in this league. Uh, a nil draw with Bristol City and a two draw with Stoke um, is very impressive in the last two home games. Um, and even if you're looking at their performances, except for that, I think against Nottingham Forest and Birmingham, that they look fairly decent and they've had a difficult run of games. Uh, Bolton, on the other hand, um, just basically can't score. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and drawing blanks um, away at Stoke and away at Ipswich, although they went down to, to 10 men away at Middlesbrough as well. Um, so this looks like a home win to me. It was If it wasn't for the Middlesbrough game, um, and I'd have been tipping... Uh, Rotherham in the championship although also like Birmingham as well at Stoke but uh, yeah so Rotherham to win to nil um, is my is my tip here at 13 to 5 my long shots entirely inspired by Mike Holden uh, and the Fox Punter Twitter account the move to to providing more insight has been huge for us as I mentioned earlier and he was tweeting about Sunderland 
Uh, Adam Matthews talking about Jack Ross and saying he wants us to train like we play, so shorter times but more intensity. And it shows on the pitch at the end of games, we always look like the team's going to score. Now, you must go to the Fox Punter Twitter account, give them a follow so that you don't need me to regurgitate this. But Mike crunched the numbers, and in the first 75 minutes of games, Sunderland's XG ratio is 48%. So actually, um, just by a smidgen, uh, that, you know, the balance of play is going against them. But in the last 15 minutes um, so far this season, a 59% XG ratio. So... In the last 15 minutes of games, they are significantly better than their opposition. And prior to that, there's not much in it. If anything, they're a little inferior in terms of, of chances created, in terms of the XG numbers. So I, I took this and I looked at, at the um, half-time, full-time market. Now, Shrewsbury are playing Sunderland this weekend. We know that they are massively underperforming in XG terms. We know that they do create chances. Um, and every now and again, one of those is going to go in. So Shrewsbury to be leading at halftime and Sunderland ultimately to win the game, so a, a, um, a swing in the second half, is 33-1, to 1, um, which is way too long uh, for a long shot on this podcast. It's <laughs> um, good, mate. That's what we need. I'm going to look at the draw halftime and Sunderland to win full-time at 5-1. to one. So I'm thinking here... Um, you've got to be creative with your thinking in these long shots. I'm thinking a nil-nil or maybe a one-all at half-time score um, and Sunderland ultimately to pull away um, by the end. Draw in that game and Sunderland to win at full-time is 5-1. to one. And if you really want to be cheeky and, and this is a, a Mike Holden-inspired bet, then have a look at Shrewsbury half-time, Sunderland full-time at 33-1. to one. That just leaves both teams to score bets. George, where are you looking for this one this weekend? Yeah, it's very short this, but, but uh, I'm, I'm pretty confident it'll cop. Um, Brentford against Bristol City, two teams um, fully um, invested and, and teams who, who play one way and that's to attack. Um, I'm pretty sure Lee Johnson will go to, to Griffin Park knowing that they're not going to keep Brentford out for 90 minutes um, and with their attacking players. I mean, I'm surprised that Juju hasn't been scoring more goals since he came back from injury, but he's going to be a handful. So am um, I, since, we, since you persuaded me to back him top yeah. goal scorer. <laughs> I know, it's frustrating, but uh, still time. Um, and at four to six, it's one of those where we spoke last week about how short the price was for Scunthorpe Peterborough, which obviously didn't cop in the end, but yeah. I, I thought, I basically didn't, almost didn't look at the market because I assumed it would be shorter than this. Um, and at four to six, I think it's cracking value. Nice. And uh, I've seen that Bristol City's Two senior goalkeepers are out this weekend, Mayanpar and Fielding. So uh, the youngster O'Leary will deputise in goal for Bristol City and uh, Thomas Frank's first game in charge, of course, as Brentford head coach. I'm going to Stoke v Birmingham. Uh, this price is 10 to 11 and I want both teams to score yes in this game. Um, I can see why it's close to even money. Um, Stoke have had, I think, four games, four clean sheets this season. Birmingham have had a few as well, but... Any defence with Ashley Williams in it is a defence that I won't be getting behind. More importantly than that, we know that Birmingham have just consistently been, been projecting well uh, in terms of balance of play and not always picking up the wins that they deserve. So with Stoke's improvement over the last few weeks, with the quality that they have, um, you always back them to, even when they're not playing well, um, for those players to create decent chances, whether it's a Fobe, whether it's Ince, Joe Allen from midfield, whoever. Um, and Birmingham themselves, I just think that they're, they're such a well-oiled machine under Gary Monk and the way that they build attacks, uh, sometimes using quite simple passing moves. Reminds me a bit of Accrington in, in League One. Um, and I think that you know that sort of system can uh, can make the difference against a team that is still getting to know itself, still settling down a bit. So Stoke Birmingham BTTS yes at ten to eleven. 
If you haven't signed up to Blacktype yet, you can do so and make sure you do so with the coupon code NTT20 because if you do that on sign up, you get a £10 risk-free football bet. You don't have to deposit any money, but take that £10 free bet and have a look at some of the ones that we've mentioned um, this in this podcast. Um, just to run through the bets, my nap in the championship or my nap overall was Preston. At 13 to 8, 2.62 for those of you who like a decimal. George's is Middlesbrough at 6 to 5 at 2.2. Those are our two naps. In League One, I'm picking Fleetwood at 4 to 1. George picking Scunthorpe at 21 to 10 or 3.2 as a decimal. In League Two, my pick is Tranmere Rovers away at Yeovil, 7 to 4. And Oldham for George at home to Port Vale at 19 to 20. BTS, BTTS, we're both going for a yes. For me, Stoke and Birmingham. At 10 to 11, George, Brentford and Bristol City at 4 to 6. And the long shot draw, half time, Sunderland win at full time for me at 5 to 1, with an interest in the Shrewsbury half time, Sunderland full time. And George's long shot was. My long shot was uh, Rotherham to win to nil at home to Bolton. That's right. And in the match in focus, I'm with Millwall. First team to score at even money. And George is on Millwall. Draw no bet at 17 to 20. This is the third podcast of what we're calling Tripod Week. Um, Three pods this week. One normal Monday pod, League One and League Two Q&A session. Go and get involved with that if you haven't already. Then George's special day with Michael Appleton. Uh, A brilliant hour-long sit-down interview with a fantastic manager and someone we cannot wait to see back managing, hopefully, in the EFL, but he has so much interesting stuff to say about management, about his time at various clubs, and about some of the stars of the championship this season. So go and listen to those if you've got to the end of this podcast and you fancy a little bit more. Make sure you get involved with Scoreboard. Make sure you sign up to Black Type using NTT20 as your code. And after all that, it's time for us to leave you. So until next Monday, that's it from us. <laughs>